message for the word of God for us this morning is titled your gifting your gifting your gifting and our main text is taken from the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16 Proverbs 18 verse 16 it says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men a man's gift makes room for him and brings him what before great men for the church one of our focus for the church uh, the theme of the church is you know discovering purpose uh, one of the vision is discovering purpose and one thing for us to discover our purpose in Christ is for us to know one of the things is that we must know who quite who God has called us to be we must know what the talent God has put in us and the gift that he has put in us because without this the bible says then it's going to be difficult for us to make it that's why it says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men uh, when we look at the word great men not necessarily mean bringing you before uh, the prime ministers or so but what i look at it as bringing you before great men means that you will be relevant uh, you will be relevant in your time you'll be relevant always when it says bring you that your relevance will be great will be known uh, amen praise the lord so for us, we need to discover our purpose because God says a man's gift will make a room for him. And I would like to look at it as because as Christians, we are all unique. God has made us peculiar. and There is no other Isurigo Ofuru in this world. Any other one is a counterfeit. I am unique. You know, it reminds me of a story of a gentleman that some people may know in the name of um, Pastor Bobby. Uh, you know, he has a gift to sing. But he doesn't have the voice. And God, and for those who have heard him and sing or sang in time past, you could you know that he doesn't have the voice to sing. But whenever he opens his mouth to, to, to sing, you just see heaven uh, with him singing. You can just imagine the angels singing along with him. Because that is a gift and that makes room for him. And that is him. I remember one of the stories when we were sharing he said that um, he met a man of God who could who uh, led worship, and the guy had like a barry he had like a baritone and voice and deep voice, and the anointing of God came mightily, and he decided to go and sing in that same manner. Obviously, nothing happened because his own gifting wasn't to try to mimic or to follow somebody else; it was unique. So the word of God says, "A man's gift makes room for him." And brings in before great men. And God has put in us, every one of us, a particular gift. But the problem is so many, many times we are looking at what others are doing. You know, it, it, when God was going to, to build the ark, God told Moses, when he gave Moses the blueprint for the ark, he said Moses should go and embezzle you, that he has put in him the craftsmanship to, do, to build the ark. That means God has put that craftsmanship for Bezalel to be able to, 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 do the, to build the work, or to, to, to build the ark, the, the ark of God. He has put that gift, that talent in him. So we're all born with certain talent, with certain gifting in us, with certain calling upon our lives. It's for us to discover and sharpen that gift. For Jeremiah, God told him that even before I formed you, I made you, I know you, I ordained you, you know. 
as a priest, has ordained you as one that will speak my word to the children of Israel. That is what God told Jeremiah. So for all, for all of us, before we were born, even Jesus, before he was born, there was prophecy that went ahead of him because God knew why. So for every one of us, God has called us. God knows why. It's for us to discover. Some may have. Some may not have. But the question you should ask yourself is that if, if you're someone that doesn't even understand or know your gift, the question is, how do I know that uniqueness of Christ in me? For me, sometimes I look at it as, you know, I'll, just to test myself, I'll ask, I'll ask my wife, my wife, I mean, when you see me, what do you see that stands out? You know, and she'll tell me and I'll smile and say, that is true. And likewise, when I look at her, you know, I look at us as uh, two completely different people, you know, but com who com complement one another. And I, I, I look at myself as someone that um, is... As much as sometimes one might look tough, I look at some. I look at myself as someone that, who is very lenient, uh, who is very very accommodating. For example, if the children do something wrong, and I lay a punishment for them, and they come and plead for mercy, I'll probably change my mind. So sometimes I look at it as they don't take me seriously when that happens. Um, they will probably say, "Well, Daddy will change his mind." If I say, "I'm going to take this from you for the whole for the whole week," or well, "Daddy is going to change his mind because we just have to plead for mercy." And whereas I look at my wife as someone that you know that knows that she's very stern and she knows when to put the accent down, and so she's uh, she's she's very solid. So we complement one another in that way. And when I say talent and all that, you know, it's something that we need to focus on because the Word of God in Ecclesiastes chapter five verse twelve says, "And the laboring sleep of the, the, the it says the Bible says the laboring the, the sleep of a laboring man is is sweet. Once we can find our talent and our gifting, the truth is that we would always have satisfaction at the end of the day because we know that we are working." within the capacity, within the gifting that God has given to us. Uh, there will be no dissatisfaction. There will be joy at the end of the day, whatever we, we, we're doing. Amen. Uh, also, remember a man of God once. He has a gift that somehow he could hear God. But then he wasn't a man of God. And it's late now. He was um, an administrator in a company in, back in Nigeria, Lagos. And when people come to him, um, for assistant, somehow God will speak to him to give them a message. And this man never wanted this gift at all. He wasn't a pastor. He was just an ordinary brother. So what he did was he would normally drink alcohol, even during the day, all because he, he doesn't want to listen to God. But that was a gift that God had given to him. Just like the story of Jonah, who got told to do something, gave a message, and the guy was trying to run the opposite direction. But the moral of the story is that uh, this gentleman finally met a lady, and somehow, as much as he didn't want to relate or speak to this lady, uh, finally he met that lady on three separate occasions on a particular day, and he decided to relay the message. And the message that he was forced to tell the lady changed the lady's life for good. And any time the lady was blessed, the lady, be, the lady was a blessing unto his life because that gift made room for him. And when I look at that, this thing, I look at it as in the, in the world today, 
Many people love that gift. Everybody will love to hear God audibly, just like you're speaking to the next person, not about in dreams or in vision. You know, just like you're speaking to your brother. But people will go to any mouth. And, you know, a lot of people do anything to want to be able to get it. But God hasn't given everyone such a gift. Not that God doesn't speak to us. He speaks to us in different ways. Just like when God spoke to Moses and uh, he spoke to Aaron. And um, and when Moses, when Aaron and even the sister of Moses decided to challenge him as well, you know, God said that, you know, I speak to Moses mouth to mouth, face to face. That, you know, I speak to others in dreams and so, but not like my servant Moses, because that is the gift I've called him, that I've given me that privilege. But God, that's why we should, that's why we should not focus on what others are doing. We should not focus on the talent. We should not focus on what they're doing. We should focus on ourselves. That what has God called me to do to make an impact on this world? Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, we all want God to call us His good and faithful, faithful servant that we should enter into His rest. And praise the Lord. So, and I met a, a lady as well, a story of another lady that comes to mind was a lady who God has given a compassionate heart in terms of hospitality. Not just hospitality, but in terms of uh, uh, when she moans with those people who are grieving. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, when she sees the less privileged, she, she's willing to always want to help. And there was a story here that a lady met a gentleman, and the gentleman lost a, a loved one back in Africa, like Nigeria. And he was going to bury, he was going to bury the person. And where the burial was taking place was kind of part of the interland in, in back in Nigeria around Ondo State, and one of those places that uh, it's not easy to get to transportation-wise. Uh, there were no Google Maps those days, over twenty years ago, and all that. But this lady left her daughter, left her husband, and went to uh, surprisingly went for the funeral. And this man was so touched and said, "What? You don't really know me, but you came to so to show so much love." and concern because that's who the lady was and that is a gift that God and I'm, I've known this lady for quite a number of years now and I see that still in her and that is who God has called her and because of that well, the man was so touched that somehow one day God lifted this man uh, in, uh, in Nigeria so much that you know he was he got to a platform in politics where he was he was, he was the one contracting uh, I mean awarding contracts and because of what that lady did, it opened door for her without her even realizing. Because the word of God says, a man gift will make room for him. Who are you? What is that that God has put in you? And call a long story short, over 20 years ago, uh, if, I get, if I get the figure right, she was awarded a contract of what over 200 million naira, which in today's currency is what over, give or take, what over maybe about three hundred or about three to four hundred thousand euros. And that's what made the woman today to who she is. A man's gift. When we focus in between and do that with God and do work within the capacity, work within the talent, the gifting that God has called us into, it will make room for us. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the story of Joseph, I mean last week's and uh, Sunday when Coyote, Minister Coyote was talking about Joseph, he did say that Bible scholar says that Joseph was uh, in the prison, in the dungeon, for maybe the Bible scholar estimated to be at probably about 10 to 12 years. 
And I look at it, you know, like, wow, 10 to 12 years in, in Pharaoh's prison. That's a tough one. You know, in the worst prison uh, a man can ever be in in those days. And I look at that as, despite where he was, he did not stop using the gift of interpretation of dreams. But one thing with Joseph was, his gift was to able to interpret, but he started dreaming. But he developed. I want to believe, I would love to believe that he didn't just went by dreaming and the two dreams that he dreamt, that he dreamt of before the brother um, dream, I mean, sold him. Um, he went on developing, he went from dreaming to interpreting. I would love to believe that he might have been, he must have been interpreting dreams for people when he was in Potiphar's house and all that, to the point that, you know, he had developed that, he had sharpened that skills, that it didn't matter where he was, that gift made room for him. Imagine he didn't use his gift to help. Imagine he didn't use his gift uh, the way he used it. He would have probably died and rotten away in, 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 in Egypt, in the prison at that time. But that gift made room for him. It didn't just make room for him by just interpreting, but it made room for him as being the first prime minister in Egypt at that time. So the Bible says a man's gift. So I want us to look, sometimes when I look at people, I look at uh, Dick and Larry Ade, you know, I look at him as someone, a member of the church, that I call him an evangelist because I just look at him as he may not be very confident coming to stand in the pulpit to, to, to preach and all that. But when you see him talking to a stranger on the street, you could see him preaching the word of God without even realizing that he's doing. And also the lady that some of us may know, Roshin as well. I see that in them. Those, those are the gifting. God might have caused some people to be an evangelist. God might have caused some people to be pastors. God have caused some people to be helpers, you know, administrators. But you must know what God has called you to be, to flourish in that. Don't look at what other people are doing. Never focus on that because you are unique, you are peculiar. The word of God keeps reminding us. It says a man's gift makes room for him. Makes room, what? For him. This, the, the word of God says in Ephesians, in chapter 4, verse 11, it says, and he himself, God, Ephesians 4, 11 says, and he himself, God, gives some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And the same way you can find in a different account in First Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 28 to 30. First Corinthians 12, 28 to 30 says, And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, taught teachers after that miracles, then gift of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongue. He says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, the all have gift of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all in prayer. No, not all. But they all know we ought to work within the capacity, within the frame that God has made us, within the talent that God has put in, in the inside of us. Because the word of God in Romans 11 verse 29 says, the gift and the calling of God are irrevocable. That means that what God has put in you is permanent in you. It's how you decide to use it. You may decide to use it you may not decide to use it. If you decide to use it, how God will have you to use it, it will make room for you. That's why the Bible in Galatians 6, 9 says, Do not worry in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you do not faint. 
for Joseph. Joseph was, you know, for a long time, you know, uh, being what he went through. You know, it's easy for a man to be weary. It's easy for a man to be discouraged. But that did not discourage him from doing what he had to do, the good things he had to do, use his talents, the gifting that God has put in him to help the next person, irrespective of where he was. That's why the Bible in Matthew chapter 6.33 says, Seek, 6.33 says, Seek ye the kingdom of heaven first. He says, And all these things, our focus should be on Jesus and our Lord. And he says, All these things, as long as we do it, use the gifting and the talent that God has given to us. He says, All these things that we may desire will come. We don't have to work hard for them. We don't have to chase after them. They will naturally come. You know, our lives will be an attraction. We attract those things unto us. So we need to focus on using our gifts and talents. You know, God, God has called some as helpers. You know, helpers. Then do focus on that which God has called you to do and sharpen that skill. Sharpen that skill. And but one thing again we, we must do that we must not forget as well. Like if we look at many accounts, if you look like Solomon is, you know, Solomon, God gave him the gift of wisdom. You know, you know, and but one thing that people forget is that usually, even as much as some who understand the gifting are working on the gifting, sometimes people get carried away. You can look at uh, in the world today, people that have the gifting of God, like people God, God has given to sing, like lately and Whitney Houston and, and you know and all that. They all started in the church. God gave them talents and such like that. But they may be using it for the wrong things, you know. People can use it in terms of making money for themselves and all that. I'm not saying don't 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 make wealth because you give to make room for you. But it must be within the capacity, between the mind, between the framework of what God wants you to do. That's why it says I rem- that's why it takes us back to seeking ye the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. When I look at Solomon, he had the gift of wisdom, but somehow he forgot God. Uh, if you look at Saul, when I look at Saul, I look at Saul as someone that had greed and was someone that was very decisive, someone that uh, wasn't persuaded by others. Hence, maybe that's why God called him to be a king. But as soon as he became the king, as soon as um, he was fully established, uh, you know, he forgot and decided to do things his, the own, his own way, listening to people, not focusing on God the way he ought to focus on God. And if you look at David, the psalmist, you know, his own gifting was to, you know, was to write psalms, was to give God praises. And he did that all the time. And that's why we read the book of Psalms today and people are amazed. I'm really amazed. And that made room for him to the point that, you know, God said, I found a man after my own heart who would do all my will. Because God has made us uh, to give him praise. For David, as I said. Um, he did. His own was to give God praise to the point that when he was singing and giving God praise, uh, one of his wife told him that, how can the king be dancing like this? Expose yourself. He said, yes, I will do it because this is, I'm full of joy. He's a singer. He's a praiser to God. All God is encouraging us this day is like we should focus. We should know the gifting that God has put in us. You know, and, 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 and work on it and build on it and utilize it. Let's not look at what other people are doing. Let's not focus on what other people are focusing on. But let us focus on us. The scripture says something in, in, in um, the scripture says in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20 to 26. 
to 1 Corinthians 22-26, it says, Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. It says, The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. I'll stop here for now. And uh, yesterday or two days ago, I was reading, I was listening to Jeremy Corbyn um, in, in England, um, the leader of the opposition party and of the Labour Party. And he said something uh, which I thought about and I said, wow, that is so profound. You know, and he said something that people shouldn't look down at other people. And I asked, and I would love to ask those questions, these questions. You know, I mean, in your heart, you can answer. If you ask, if want, if I had to ask the question, who would like to be a garbage man? I'd probably say naturally people would say no. Who would love to be the president? Most people would say, you know, would like, who would like to be the CEO? Probably people will raise their hand. But who would like to to be a cleaner? Not many people would like to, to, to do such a work. But there are people here on this earth that God has called into various groups, into various things. And Jeremy Corbyn was just keeping saying that, you know, people shouldn't look down at people who have this, looks at menial jobs and all that because they play so much vital role in the economy. I mean, look at what is happening now. No matter how much money one has, or no matter how much what thing one is doing, um, you won't like to be the one to sort out your garbage, to go take it to, I mean, I mean, you know, your refuse and all that. No matter how much one is making, nobody wants to be the one to probably be the plumber to unblock the toilet if something happens and all that, or those dirty jobs, and, or be the mechanic and all that. But, he says, in this time, when we look at these people, they play a vital role in the economy. Uh, the person who is stopping the shelf in Tesco so that they, there's constant uh, refilling the shelf so that there's constant food, keeping the economy going, you know, uh, the petrol station and all that. But what I'm trying to say here is that it doesn't matter where you are. You need to find what God has called you, that gifting, and sharpen it. Don't look at what others are doing because that which you are doing will make room for you. God will take use that to take you to the next level up. So sharpen that gift. If God has called you an evangelist, sharpen, educate yourself, reschool yourself, be the best at it. If God has called you to be a cleaner, be the best at the cleaning. That when people see, they will say, this hand didn't work. If God has called you to be a mechanic, be the best. If God has called you to, to be an entrepreneur, be the best at it. Because that is what will announce you. Because when they see, they will say, this is your handiwork. They will say, there is no other person like this. For Bezalel, you know, God says, I mean, he says, I have. Go and meet Bezalel because I have put in him. So God has put in us. So going back to the scripture I quoted earlier on in First Corinthians 12, 20 to 26, from verse 22, it says, in, in fact, some parts of the body that seem, reading from the NLT, that seems weakest, and least important are actually the most necessary. He says, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we, he says, so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. So this makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. 
if one part suffers, it says all the parts suffers with, with it. And if one part is honored, it says all the parts are glad. So I encourage us to focus on that gift that God has. And as I said, if you don't know your gift or you are not sure, ask somebody. Check, you just look within yourself. What are the things that gives you joy that you do? What are the things that gives you that you have passion that you are passionate about? What are the things that you naturally gravitate to by the grace of God? Those are signs of you know the gifting of God. What God has called you, the the talent that God has put inside of you. So we must use it, and to grow, you must use those talents. If God has called you to be one that helps, and you don't help, then you cannot grow in that skill. It will remain dormant, even though that gift is still lying there. It stay it stayed in you, even though that gift will be taken out of you. You then you will make the impact that you. I mean, God has called you to make the impact. For example, we know the story of the talents, the one that God and, and Jesus, the, the, Jesus talked about. You know, the one that they gave some, they gave one five, they gave one three, they gave one one. But the one with five used it. He invested it. He used it. The one with three used it. The one with one did not develop it at all, and and uh, and it brought shame onto him. So we need to develop, we need to use it. That is how we can grow and that is how. And for those ones that use theirs, it made room for them. You know, God even gave them much more. So let's focus on ourselves and the gifting that God has in us. Because the word of God says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Don't envy somebody else. You know, rather what you can do is praise them for the fantastic work they're doing. You know, acknowledge them for the fantastic God work that God is using them to do and focus on yours so that God can lift you up. And one thing again is that one thing I always tell people or say naturally is that everybody's time will come. Your time for elevation will come. And so don't look at the next person that, oh, you know, this is what God is doing to him right now. What about me? No. For Joseph, Joseph's time was different. When God called, when God called then David, uh, David did not. God did not tell David how long it would take. But it happened when God called, called Abraham as well. You know, he didn't tell Abraham how long it would take. But when the time came, it 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 came. So it's times and seasons uh, are different for everyone. You know, because God, we all have a peculiar assignment. We all have a peculiar thing to, uh, to, to achieve here on this part of eternity. So, look unto God. As Psalm 121 says, that I, my eyes, I look unto the hills. It says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and help. So, my eyes should be on him, on him alone. Because he's the one who has placed me here. Is the one whom my destiny is in. Is the one that can help me to achieve that destiny because his calling is in my life. So I just encourage us this day and just bow our heads as we take ourselves to Christ and just thank him for the gifting of him in us. Thank him for that which he has called us to do. And if you don't know, ask him to reveal to you that what is that talent, what is that gift, and ask him as well. God, uh, as much as giving this, how can I further develop it or what do I need to do to be the best in that which you've called me to? Just pray to him that, Lord, I thank you for that which you've given to me. I thank you for the gift. I thank you for the talent. I, I just appreciate you. And I pray that, God, I, I just want to get better and be the best at whatever you're giving to me. Just cry to him this morning, this afternoon, and just just thank him. Just thank him and appreciate him uh, for everything he has done. And thank him that he will take you even deeper and higher 
uh, in him by the special grace of God, that you not look down at any other person at all, but rather you focus on you. Uh, and by the grace of God, that you never forget the one that has given you this. You never get carried away as he lifts you up. Uh, that you always remember, uh, by the grace of God, in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord.